It's the people that are sitting at work with a job that are thinking about these things and that are contemplating the meaning of their life. And maybe in the sound of my voice, you're that person right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Steve Holbrook here. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having an unbelievable day so far, wherever you're listening to this around the world. Today, we're going to be talking about why recruiting is the answer. Regardless of what business or what industry you're in, there's definitely some value for you in this message. Look, at some point in your business career, you're going to need to understand how to recruit or why recruiting matters You'll notice that I do talk a lot about building teams, leadership, recruiting, and I have several other videos that address that. But today we are going to be talking about why recruiting is the answer. Before I get into it, I'd love for you to share this podcast with anybody you think would see value, your team, other colleagues. That would be your opportunity to be helping me out. So non-recruiting models freak me out way more than recruiting models. And that might seem weird to you, but let me explain. Every organization, every company that is growing is recruiting. The only companies that aren't recruiting are the ones that are stagnant, shrinking, or the self-employed businesses where those people running that business are never really going to get free. Think of the army. The army is always recruiting, right? When the army is growing, the armies are recruiting. Gyms are always recruiting new clients. They're always recruiting new trainers. There's a revolving door in recruiting models such as the army, such as gyms. How about McDonald's? McDonald's is constantly recruiting because they're trying to sell franchises. Apple is recruiting when they're growing. And when they're not recruiting, they're laying people off. And that's typically when their stock price is going down. Here in Canada, I read the other day that Tim Hortons is recruiting franchisees. Why? Because they're growing. If you think about the world right now, compared to where we were even five or six years ago, the world is changing. You can almost feel the energy shifting. You know, I'm a huge energy guy. You know, I, I see different colors and shapes, and that's probably for a different conversation, but you can see, if not feel, the energy shifting. Or just listen to the way people talk, the words they're using, how they're speaking. For the first time in my working life, and I'm still a relatively young man, I guess, compared to, compared to what you think young is. For the first time in my working life, I feel like people are finally waking up to the idea that, you know what? They can take control of their lives. I think the paradigm shift is upon us. Anything that people want in their life is now possible. They just have to know how to get it. But 10, 15 years ago, I don't think that was the case. So in this podcast, I'm going to explain to you how I believe that you can get almost anything you want out of life and why I believe that getting into the recruiting and building your own business game is the best game and in my opinion, one of the only games that will truly change your lives in all areas. And I believe that because by recruiting and building a team, it will give you the opportunity to get free. And isn't that what we're all chasing? Freedom? I'm in this game to get free so I can do what I love with the people that I love the most. I'm also going to talk about why I think this is the best opportunity we've had in the last 50 years, and it might be the best window of opportunity that we're going to have 
for the next 50. So let's get into it. Why recruiting is the answer. Firstly, it dispels the myth of self-made. There's this myth that I'm a self-made millionaire and she's a self-made millionaire. That's a bunch of BS. Listen, a self-made man was a term and a phrase from 1842. It was actually Henry Clay. I'm sure you have no idea who this gentleman is. I had no idea who he was either until I did research for this podcast. But in 1842, he got up in front of the United States Senate and he used the the word self-made man to describe someone whose success lay within the individual themselves, not with outside conditions. So of course, nearly 200 years later, what are we doing? We're still using that phrase. So somewhere along the line, this stuck. And now we have hundreds of millions of people every Monday morning, waking up, getting in their car, or now virtually, to go to a job they don't really love, to spend time with people they don't really connect with, so they can trade dollars for hours. And somehow they've been convinced that they too can be successful and be self-made in America. We also have millions of self-employed people, and these are good people. They think outside the box. They have ambitions to be more and do more, and they're running a business. Yet every sale, every transaction still relies on them being there. And these self-employed people, a lot of them are still convinced that if they just keep doing what they're doing, somehow they too will become self-made. The reality is you cannot name one single human being in the history of the world who didn't build a team. There's never been anyone who's built anything extraordinary in their life all alone. Even Jesus recruited 12 frontline leaders to spread the word and liquid came from that. If you want to do something great with your life, you're going to need to learn how to recruit people to your organization so that you can ultimately lead yourself to the life that you always desired on purpose, with purpose. Secondly, this is going to allow you to build a team of crusaders. What do I mean by build a team of crusaders? Every great cause has a crusade. The best leaders, the people who live the most enriched lives are evangelical with their cause. See, people want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. You do, and I do too. They want to fight for a cause, sometimes even when they're not even willing to fight for themselves. Napoleon said, men will risk their lives and even die for ribbons. Men will die for ribbons. Think about how powerful that is. This is your chance in business, or maybe you're building a church or Maybe you're a CEO of a large organization. This is your chance to build an army of crusaders to help further your cause and mission. Think about Apple. They have a dedicated group of people, I would refer them as crusaders, that are evangelical with their cause. You're either an Apple person or you're not. You either love them or you're against them. And that's a perfect example of building a crusade. And that's how Apple was able to grow their brand. So assuming you're a good person, building a team of crusaders is going to help you get the word out. Let's say, for example, you have a health business and 
you run a fit online fitness. Well, you're not just running online fitness. You're changing people's lives through fitness. Can you get evangelical with that mission? Maybe you have a business where you're helping change women's lives by improving their self-esteem and self-image. Can you get evangelical with that cause? Maybe you're trying to improve a man's identity by you know, reminding him of what it means to be a man. The key is that you have to find your cause. You have to build a team of crusaders, and then you have to be constantly talking about that crusade. And what that'll do is that'll start to self-perpetuate, and it'll start to grow whether you're there or not. And that's how you know you're on the right track. If you're looking to be on a team or build a team of crusaders with me or with someone on my team, go check out my website, click the link, and hey, you might be a fit for what we're trying to accomplish, agentholbert.com. Next, why do you want to be in the recruiting game? Well, it will expose your weaknesses. Well, Steve, why do I want my weaknesses exposed? I've been spending my whole life sweeping them under the rug. I know I did too, but you want to know why that's a good thing? Because what it'll do is it will tell you the truth about yourself. And it's going to tell you where you need to get better. And if you want to know where you need to get better as a human being, there's no faster way than to get into the recruiting game. Because what it's going to do is it's going to break you down. It's going to expose all your insecurities, your people-pleasing addiction, right? Um, Your inability to say no, right? Your lack of communication skills, your inability to lead by example, all the things that maybe you and I have been struggling with our entire life, it's going to break us down and it's going to build us up even stronger. That is, of course, if you survive, it'll teach you everything about yourself and everything about people. When I first got into the recruiting game, for me, it was a shock. And it was a shock because I would re- I realized at 23 years old that people would say things and not actually follow through. They would tell me they were going to do something and they wouldn't do it. When I got into this game, I realized that most people struggle with just showing up and doing what they say they're going to do. I just assumed as a young man growing up, as we all did, that you know people are good for their word. People are going to do what they say they're going to do. But when you get into the recruiting game, and you're, especially when you're leading a volunteer army of, of agents and brokers, you realize that, wow, people really let themselves down. People really are their worst nightmare and worst enemy. And as a leader of people, it's going to expose your weaknesses because you have to learn how to lead those people. You have to learn how to build those people back up when they lose all faith in themselves. And that's, and that's one of the best things about the recruiting game. My next point. The recruiting business is access to the greatest personal development journey in the world. You're going to learn how to lead people. You're going to learn how to move people, especially if you're in the volunteer game like I am, where people aren't my employees. They're self-employed. They don't have to show up to work. I have to get them to want to show up to work. You're going to have to learn how to inspire people, right? Well, Steve, I, I, I don't even know how to inspire myself. I know, right? That's powerful. You're going to learn how to not only inspire yourself, but how to inspire other people. You're going to learn how to speak with them, not at them. See, if you're a manager at a retail store and you're getting paid to manage, there's a lot of talking at people. I remember I used to work at a restaurant and I'm not going to name that restaurant. It was a very successful, it still is a very successful North American restaurant and I had a lot of managers as probably you did growing up. And those managers, they talked at me. They told me what I had to do, what I wasn't allowed to do, when to be there what I needed to do to get a raise. And if I did something wrong, they basically yelled at me and sometimes berated me in front of the team. Well, that doesn't work in a leadership role. That works in a management role 
But if you want to lead a business and you want to lead a team and you want to learn how to recruit and retain in your own business, you have to learn to speak with people. You have to learn to get down on their level and not just talk at them. And that's going to be super key. One of the best books that I ever read for this was How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you have not read How to Win Friends and Influence People, it's an absolute game changer. I recommend reading it immediately. It's going to help you in your business, all areas of your life, and certainly it's going to prove your recruiting and retention game. So let's get back to personal development journey, right? Communication. You're going to be a way better communicator. And what I mean by that is everybody needs to be spoken to different. One of the biggest mistakes that I made when I got into business is I just assumed that everybody I recruited wanted to be led like I wanted to be led. I was a young man. I was driven. I was hungry. I was an alpha male. I scared away all the women. I had a team of young men because we scared away all the women. And I only attracted people that wanted the same things that I did. That's not the recipe to build a team. What I learned through this process and through great leaders like Ed Milet is there's six basic human needs. And every single human being on earth has a mix of these six human needs. First need is certainty. So some people that you recruit, some people that you hire into your team, they have a need for certainty. So how do you spot those people? Well, the way you spot those people is you listen to the words they're using. So, so they'll tell you things like, I like structure. I like the fact that you're owned by a big company. They'll ask questions like, how long's the company been around? Right? Do I, what are my hours? Is it, it, do I, do I get to leave at five? Do I get to start at nine? They want to make sure that things are safe. They're, they're not risk takers. They want to know that if they join your team or they join your cause, that they, they're going to be taken care of. Those are the certainty people. I used to blow the certainty people out of the water the first couple of days because I'm the second, which is uncertainty. There's people that you're going to recruit that they love uncertainty. These are the variety people. These are the cowboys and cowgirls, and they want every day to be different. They're going to say things to you like, oh, I just get so bored at work. I just get so bored of the same old thing. I don't just want to sit behind a desk every day and be and type on the, you know, type on the keyboard. I, I want, I want to, I want to be entertained and I want to have new challenges and I'm a risk taker and I want to make an unlimited amount of money and I don't want to be capped in my income and I don't want to hit a glass ceiling. These are the uncertainty people. They like variety. Okay. Now I have a little bit of certainty in me. So I like to know that the company I'm with is very credible and it's got a huge backer and that was important to me. But I'm, but I'm uncertainty too. I want to make sure every day is different, variety, challenges, no glass ceiling. The third basic human need is significance. People want to be significant. These are the people that love to compete. These are the people that love to win and love to fight for trophies. How do you spot a significance person? Well, on Zoom, it's really easy because behind them are all their awards. If you ever get on a Zoom call and behind them is their awards, their accolades, right? They're, 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 they got a picture of them wearing a medal. You know that they're a significant person, right? They, their whole life growing up by chasing the medal, by chasing the, the roar of the crowd, they felt significant. But you know, what's crazy. A lot of people that are, that come across as significance people are actually number four, love and connection. Love and connection is the fourth, fourth basic human need. What I found is some of the people that fought for trophies growing up and wanted to compete, a lot of those people won trophies so they could, they could feel loved by their parents or their dad or their mom. And they wanted to make other people feel proud of them 
by winning. But really, they just, they wanted a hug. They wanted to be loved. They wanted to be connected with. I knew none of this stuff when I started. But by growing in the recruiting game, I learned that a lot of significance people are actually love and connection. The fifth basic human need is growth. Some people that you recruit, they want to grow. They want to be a part of something that's moving. They want to make sure that, that they can become a better human being because they know the person that they are today is not the person that's going to go and lead the family of three kids, who's going to have the 40-year uh, marriage that, they, that they're hoping for, that's not going to build the business that they want. There's a lot of people out there that value growth. And the last basic human need, which, is, which can be a dominant one, is contribution. There's people that just want to give back. You'll hear when they talk to you, their, their language is, I want to build wells in Africa. I want to send money back home to my family. I want to make sure that my community is taken care of. These are contribution people. Maybe the money is not their main priority. Maybe winning the race or winning the trophy is not their number one priority. If all you talk about is winning to a contribution growth person, you're going to lose them. You're not going to retain them. Because recruiting is one thing, and it's going to teach you a lot about yourself, but on the other side of recruiting is retention. So by mastering the basic human needs, you're not only going to become a master in recruiting, but you're also going to become a master in retention. Also, what it's going to do, it's going to, it's going to force you to lead by example instead of leading by instruction. Okay, At the end of the day, listen, it's pretty simple. The person that we are today is not the person that's going to go accomplish all of our goals and dreams. So personally developing as a human is what's actually going to take you through this amazing journey of self-discovery. My next point, why you should be in the recruiting game right now. The best people in the last 50 years are on the market and looking for a change. And this is not just because of all the layoffs that are coming from big companies. Every week, and I made some posts on Instagram the last few weeks talking about it, all the layoffs that are coming or have come and are coming in the future. I'm not just referring to that. I'm talking about the shift in North America and around the world. There's a shift of energy that is going to continue to move the pendulum towards what I'm referring to as the new economy or a new world as we know it. For the first time in my life, people are waking up and realizing that if it's going to be, it's up to them to do it for their families. They are no longer going to rely on the government or their parents to get them to where they need to go. The paradigm shift is causing people to second guess their careers. They're asking themselves, is this it for me? Is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? They're asking themselves, am I getting paid what I'm worth or am I worth more? They're thinking, can I get more flexibility? This is a new era. Can I do something that I have more control, that I miss less soccer games, that I have more flexibility, that I can make more money and have a better home life balance? They want to know, can I do something where I actually make a bigger difference in my community? And for the first time, people are waking up and look at themselves in the mirror and saying, you know what? This might be my era to do something where I feel like I can compete better connect, and really design my life on purpose. And I 100% see that because that's exactly how I feel. And I'm not just talking about the people right now that are sitting at home without a job. It's the people that are sitting at work with a job that are thinking about these things and that are contemplating the meaning of their life. And maybe in the sound of my voice, you're that person right now. So those are the reasons why I believe that recruiting is the answer. It's the answer to the person that you want to become. 
It's the answer to the life that you need to build. And it's the answer to where and how you need to get better to win at the highest levels. So don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. If you're a visual person and you want to see more videos or you want to see this again, but on YouTube, go make sure you check it out at Holbrook's World on YouTube. I appreciate you being here. I hope you got some value and I'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks everybody.